0: Well, hello, uh, I want to introduce uh, Miss Malia Lewis. She's a board member at uh, Cleveland Heights and University Heights uh, School District in Ohio. And uh, thank you for uh, coming with us and uh, You're welcome. Uh, chatting a little bit about uh, some of the issues that you feel strongly about.
1: Yeah, it's nice to be here. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice little... to also be in person at a conference. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That uh, It's been a while, been probably about 18 uh, months for us. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long have you been a a school board member?
1: I am finishing up my first term, so three and a half years or so. Okay,
0: all right. So you got your feet wet.
1: Yes, and And it's a very steep learning curve.
0: Yes, yes it is.
1: And then we had a pandemic.
0: Absolutely. So, well, thank you for uh, throwing your head in the ring here and and helping the community.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: So one of the things that, uh, you know, most people uh, feel pretty strongly about right now, especially at at CUBE where we're at, is uh, you know, equity and, and what the current policies are at, uh, just kind of all over the nation. So can you speak a little bit about how you feel and what, what you guys are doing in Ohio with, with regards to that?
1: I can tell you a little bit about what we have done in Cleveland Heights University Heights City Schools. Um, we were the first school district in Northeast Ohio to pass an equity policy uh, probably six or eight years ago now. I forget the exact year, I'm supposed to know these things. Uh, and that was a board policy which um, set the tone for all future work. And so we now look at every decision through an equity lens, which was just referred to in the, uh, the keynote address earlier here, um, that you know, doing our work through an equity lens, and that has been a district uh, focus since then. Um, since that policy was passed. And it, um, it covers all sorts of things. And the most important thing to remember is that it's a continual process. The, the job's never done. So we are always looking at how we do things and figuring out how to do them better and looking at equity um, as a way to improve what we do in the district. Now, our district is about 5,000 students large, which is not an urban district per se, but we're in a ring suburb right outside the city of Cleveland. Um, We've had a task force of employees, parents, community members who have been working since that policy was passed on how do we implement this policy? Interesting. Um, and the most important thing to start with is is training everybody who comes in contact with the students in, in um, um, I'm going to get the term wrong sort of self identity. Got it. Um, and, and then we work through a bunch of um, different modules from the Kerwin Institute on identity and. Um, implicit bias and how these things affect the work that we do even though we may not be aware of it so the um, last year despite the pandemic the school district was able to implement training for every single employee in identity and implicit bias and all new hires are also trained as they come into the district, no matter what their job is, no matter what their position is. Everybody's on the same page. Right. So that we all start with the same operating assumptions, that each person has inherent qualities and identities that are different, that are not necessarily obvious from the outside. You know, we talk about race a lot in this country, obviously, because it's visible from the outside.
0: It's it's a part of our lives.
1: But but the idea is is that everybody should become self-aware and that allows them to then look on their students with empathy. Empathy is a very important um, component of all this. Um, There's often a misconception that equity means equality and that everybody gets the same thing and people in the education world You know have seen the the picture of three children of different heights all standing on the same size box or each one getting a slightly taller box depending on how short the child is so that everybody can see over the fence right um we've seen that that meme and that is really what we're trying to do in our district is to provide each student what that student needs to be successful and it's not the same um, between students it's not the same between buildings in our district and so we always have to um, keep that in mind when we have people clamoring on the outside saying, well, it's not fair, right? right. And right. anybody whose parent knows that it's not fair.
0: Absolutely. yeah. And that
1: fair is not the same as equal, equitable is not the same as equal. Yeah. So I think
0: about uh, equality as, you know, bricks and mortar and, and uh, equity is a little bit different. It's about mm-hmm. what's good for that specific child. Right that specific setting
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we. I'm very proud of the work that the district did during the shutdown. The Governor of Ohio shut us all down very hard um, in mid-March of 2020. And everybody got sent home. And um, what was going to be a three-week spring break turned into <laughs> The rest of the school for year. Everybody, right? Uh, right. As you know, um, we're you know some of us are
0: still wearing masks and and, we're still and in that everybody loophole. punted. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody punted because we had to
1: figure out what to do, and, and there was no, there's no
0: playbook for no, this one. So absolutely no playbook. So that I mean, that's a great segue. What was the your specific uh, response to the pandemic at, at Cleveland Heights, uh, and University Heights?
1: Well, it sounds not educational but our first priority was getting food to the kids and so everybody who worked for the district in whatever capacity the teachers you know started trying to figure out how to teach from home and it was that was all about technology it was all about interfaces and how do we make that work but everybody else who was not a teacher got redeployed to making and distributing food Um, we were um, quick to figure out a method to create grab-and-go bags and get breakfast and lunch into each bag and develop systems in different buildings so that any child, whether they were a public school student or a private school student, could come and pick up meals, and they could pick up meals for siblings, they could pick up meals for anybody who needed them. Our bus drivers were delivering meals to drop-off points that used to be their routes to pick up kids, mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, we delivered well over a million meals. Wow, that's um, that's amazing.
0: Uh, absolutely. And there,
1: this current school year, we're back in person five days a week, but we have kept a, a remote option for. Students whose families don't think that it's appropriate for them to be in the building, whatever the reason is. So we've got about a hundred and eighty students or so for um, Part of Tiger Virtual Academy, so they are not in the buildings um, So we are maintaining food Availability you can come and pick up food at three sites throughout the district and that happens twice a week or three times a week so you get um, You know on Friday you pick up breakfast and lunch for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and breakfast for Monday, and then on Monday you can come and get three days worth of meals. So there's this rotation. So it's and not every day. No, it's not every day. get certainly, certainly have to get a meal enough. for every day of the week. You do yes. pick up every day. Right, because we know that public school is the primary source of food and nutrition for a vast number of children in our district, and if they're not getting breakfast and lunch, in the schools then we need to make sure they get need full
0: bellies to learn for sure right right you need that
1: fuel um and that was and a reflection of our commitment to equity um because we have plenty of kids who are fine at home and who um you know a parent or a family member was able to stay home and help them deal with remote learning which is a whole headache of its own Right. but we had a large number of families for whom that was not an option, and they needed they needed
0: food. There are some kids that are blessed, and some kids that are, are not as not as blessed. And I'm glad the school district was there for them. So let's talk a little bit about uh, it, it, did the pandemic, maybe even before, you, did you have any achievement gaps uh, or 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 issues of that regard that either were I'm sure exasperated by? Uh, yeah. Well, happy. I
1: mean, we are we're a. Um, community that is majority white, approximately 50 to 60% white, and 40 to 50% African American. Um, But we are a school district that skews 70% African American. Uh, We are in a region of um, Northeast Ohio with a large number of private and broken schools nearby, and so um, the public school ends up skewing more more African-American than the community at at large. Um, And we see the same achievement gaps that are seen all over the country between black and white students, um, between English language learners and native English speakers. and it used to be you know, between children on free and reduced lunch and children who were not on free and reduced lunch, but a number of years ago, again, part of this equity thinking and mindset,
0: um, our,
1: our district applied for a federal grant that provides universal breakfast and lunch for everybody in the district so that we could remove some of those barriers and paperwork nonsense around qualifying for a free and reduced lunch. So everybody is, is has access to those meals. Um, But the achievement gaps persist. And so what we as a district need to do is look at those head-on and address them rather than looking at averages um, and disaggregate the data in order to um, work on improving achievement
0: of the subgroups. For sure you have to recognize where the issues are at before you start targeting them.
1: Right, and so that's something which our current superintendent is very keenly focused on and she is data queen, absolutely all about the data and, you know, she and the principals meet monthly and disaggregate that data in order to figure out
0: who needs the extra
1: help. yeah? And how do we provide that, whatever those supports are, for the
0: specific
1: students, specific
0: subgroups. Good, good. Well, um, again, I... I Thank you for joining the conversation and uh, willing to share your information with your peers. Thank you. Uh, This is going to be very helpful. Uh, My name is uh, Alex Lopez with Issues uh, in Education, and this is Ms. Malia Lewis, a board member from uh, Cleveland Heights at University Heights in Ohio, and thank you so much.
1: Thank you.